Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. Yes, he's back from his jaunt. (laughs) And uh, we had some uh, good guests this afternoon. Uh, We had a bit of a chat, as you can imagine. And we uh, spoke to uh, a midwife Mm. because there is a baby boom upon us after England's fine showing in the World Cup. And we looked at the science of that and why it happens. Our phone up was excited because he had to call the midwife. He did. He did. That's very true. Um, uh, on a more serious note, Anthony Agogo came in. Anthony had to retire from boxing. He announced it earlier this morning, so it was all still quite raw. And he was, he was very emotional, understandably. But uh, he joined us in the studio, and um, well, that's it, really. We'll bring you that, and you'll hear from Anthony and the midwife and us. So enjoy. <laughs> Good afternoon, Paul. Good to be back. Good to be in the new studios. Very excited about the uh, Cheltenham Hall. What do you think of the view of the new studios, I'm not going to talk about the view. Uh, it's a great to, view, isn't it? It's a lovely view. It's marvellous, but it's a radio show, so I prefer to concentrate on the microphone in front of me okay. rather than the surroundings. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I listened to a lot of the opening, and it was great. The opening day was fantastic. The guest list was marvellous, but I did, after about a mm, few hours, I did get a bit fed up with the mentions of the 17th floor. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm, I felt, as a listener, I don't really care what floor you're on, but well, that's me. You're going to abseil down the side of the building later, so that's why it's relevant. We haven't well, told you about that. Have yes. We? I was hoping that uh, Felix Baumgartner was going to come in and jump out the window. Yeah. No disrespect, Felix. <laughs> With a parachute on, obviously. obviously. Yeah. That's it. That's, if you don't get that, kids, he's your red ball man who died. Yeah, that's that's from, a reasonably modern reference. Yeah, that's, that's not bad. Yeah, it's only about three years old. That's a start. It's better than Tiny Tim. But talking of new stuff, the yeah. uh, Sky, the new True View gadget they've got. Oh, yeah. I'd say it needs a bit of work for me, really. It looks like everyone's got tunnel vision. I mean, David De Gea, if that's what he really saw, his eyesight's worse than mine. <laughs> For goodness sake, what's that supposed to be? I don't know. It wasn't his finest. Of course, he had a worldie against us. Yeah. And threw one in against them. Tremendous. <laughs> Always a joy of that. What a contrast. Watching Arsenal Manchester United, especially for 70 minutes till the penalty, compared to our game, Chelsea against Wolves, it's like a different sport. I am so sick of watching Chelsea play football under Sarri. I can't stand it anymore. I'm just, I sit there going, this is pathetic. He's so boring. <laughs> The Fulham game was unbelievable because I watched all the games while I was away because you know I like to keep up. Yeah, of and course. I watched the Fulham game. In the first half, Chelsea played quite well. You had a lot of chances. It could have been more than two one. Sort of story of the season. Second half, it was like they were playing the same way that they played the first half. <laughs> just get playing backwards. You know, you can go forwards. And all this, you know, on the plane, I watched this beautiful documentary about Graham Hunter's documentary on Barcelona. Yeah, take the ball, pass the ball, whatever it's called. You know, the, the whole <laughs> thing. obviously left a deep impression no, on you. Did. Get the ball, pass the ball, pass. <laughs> 
pass the ball, pass the ball, pass the ball, pass the ball, yeah. give the ball a messy score. I think that's what it was called. That's the it? difference. I can yeah. see what Sarri's trying to do. A lot of teams try to do this, but you know, Barcelona had wonderful players that were schooled in this way of playing since they were eight years old, and they had Lionel Messi. Yeah. So you know that, and of course they explained all the sort of concepts of it. Graham's brilliant, and and but that's exactly what Sarri's trying to do. But it's so boring under Chelsea. They never go forward. They yeah. never cross the ball. They don't get enough people in the box. It's tiresome. I mean, Wolves, you know, that's a typical, it's like watching that Portuguese, I call that Portuguese anti-football. I hate that football. You know, right. we sit back in a low block. Yeah, they defended really well. They did. But, it's so tedious. I mean, that is a game of football. You just, honestly, you just want to give up. <laughs> anyway, I'm back. Yeah, you're welcome back. <laughs> and then when I got back, this was interesting, actually. It's an important thing, this, because we do the Bobby Moore Fund quiz every year yeah. for bowel cancer. And, uh, and when you get to a certain age, you'll find this, Paul, they send you the testing kit. I won't go into the full... Kit through the post. Full details. Very, very important thing to do. Everybody should do it. Don't ignore mm. it. Everybody should do it. It's not the most pleasant test, but you have to do it. It's worse for the bloke that opens the envelope that you send that's, back. That's a bad job. <laughs> that's it? the worst job in yeah. Britain, in my view. When you send them back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But an important job. And uh, But there's a set of instructions about what to do. And mm. it's very, very detailed. And right, the last one is, don't forget to wash your hands after use. Yeah. Think, no, actually, I was thinking you're making a salad. <laughs> <laughs> for goodness sake. Wow. Oh. Anyway. Well, let's hope everything's all right, Andy. When did you get the all clear? Well, I, uh, <laughs> I, I actually... Well, oh, let's not go into detail. No, no, it is lunchtime. I'll let you know. I'll, also, I'm I'll, I'll let you know. Don't touch that dial, <laughs> eh? Dear I'm, me. On, I'm on hot tipping form ahead of Cheltenham oh, because yeah. I had a winner at the 5.30 at Palermo de Hollywood Hippodromo. Uh, Misty <laughs> Spring romped home at Evens, 500 pesos. It's about four quid. Is that a real... Um... Yeah, yeah, look, I've brought the card, look. And I did well. I studied the form. Were you watching it on the telly? No, I went. You went racing. Oh, I love the racing. It's great. The horses are beautiful. It's, yeah. it's flat racing. It's not. It's not as good as Cheltenham. Well, obviously, it's not as good as Cheltenham. What's the, like, the best prize is? Is eight. it on the all weather? <laughs> it's not as good as Cheltenham. What's the name of that course again? The Hippodromo de Palermo. Okay, right. Thank you. I sound a bit Spanish there, but I'd love to hear um, Mark Lawrence say that. Wouldn't you? <laughs> I mean, the, 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 the prize de Palermo. Uh, the prize in this eighty thousand pesos, which are, uh, fifty. What's that? Hold on, let me just not work much. It out. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. Prize. Well, fifteen hundred quid. Not to the, the gold cut then. No, 1500 not exactly. Fifteen hundred quid. And anyway, Misty Spring romped home, ridden by Luciano Cabrera. Well He's one of my favourites, Tim. <laughs> yeah. And so, yes, I was delighted to have won that one. So you're in good shape there to Cheltenham. We're going to bring I you Cheltenham so. uh, live for the next four days. We head off there tonight and we'll be uh, live from the Paddy Power Box on course uh, for the next four days with Rupert Bell calling on uh, the winners in all the mm. feature races uh, th during all four days. Lots of top guests joining us oh, as well. Something. One thing about this studio, of course, is that we, we're constantly on telly. It's, it's, like, it's like a TV studio. Sure. So I'm wearing this cap today. You might see it. It's got Nash written across the top of it. Mm. It's the new range from Malcolm Nash. I've got the <laughs> Hit for Six t-shirt. Oh, it's yeah. fantastic. That's, an, again, lovely contemporary <laughs> reference. Look him up, kids. He was a bloke kite for six sixes by Gary Sobers in, what, 1968? 68. 1968. <laughs> so a tiny Tim, Barry White... <laughs> Uh, Felix Baumgartner <laughs> and Malcolm Nash. And Malcolm Nash. <laughs> yeah, so uh, stars we mean to go on. Oh, absolutely. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Andy Jacobs here on TalkSport. Now, there was a survey uh, in recent days. Andy, you may have missed it, that uh, suggests that playing sport against your partner can make you both amorous. 
Yes. Yeah. Apparently, it's the competitive element of it. Really? Um, yeah. The headline was golf is four play, but I don't think it's really golf. It's anything, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I suppose that's that spark, isn't it, between a couple that if you know if it gets a bit narky, you know how arguments can sometimes end without being too graphic. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, well, given, given quite a lot of yourself there, <laughs> I think but everybody that can, needs a universal thing. Isn't it? <laughs> apparently, that can extend uh, to watching sport. Um, mm. Two thousand and six World Cup, Germany won. They've been looking to. Uh, grow the birth rate at that time. They did after a World Cup victory. Uh, Barcelona, apparently in the city after they won the Champions League, uh, increased the birth rate. So now I think you're able to predict that after a kind of good sporting success in a country, you could see a bit of a baby boom. And it was being suggested last year. that the so If Tottenham are, don't make top four, is that bad news for I North think, London? I think area? it probably is. I think it probably is. But uh, England doing so well, a lot of people said at the time, oh, there's going to be a baby boom. And apparently... There is. Uh, here mm. to tell us uh, more about that from the Association of Radical Midwives, Catherine Hales. Hi, Catherine. Hello. Um, <laughs> yes, I think if people are feeling cheerful and pleased, uh, obviously that makes them more inclined to be friendly. Yes, and, uh, <laughs> beautifully put. Beautifully <laughs> as, you, as you were saying, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the opposite effect may occur if, if people are sad and unhappy. Yeah. Um, my colleagues around the country, uh, it's not a it's not a clear picture altogether, but there is certainly an indication that there are a lot of babies expected in March and April this year, especially in areas where there are large numbers of births, and you can sort of uh, you can check that there is a, an influence, a, a difference on the normal on the normal birth rate. Would you would yes. you gear up for this, Catherine? Because as I said everybody expected this. There was a number of newspaper pieces after the World Cup saying, "Oh, there will be a baby boom." So, I mean, obviously, you know, your resources are, are relatively limited, and you, I suppose you have to make sure there are people available to deliver the babies. Well, the same thing happened at the millennium and everybody was very concerned that lots and lots of people would aim to have a baby on the 1st of January 2000. In fact, that didn't happen, but no uh, steps were taken really to make sure that there would be enough staff, except that I do recall uh, people were asked not to book holidays uh, around Christmas and New Year. Really? <laughs> but... But there weren't any any really uh, formal or organised steps taken, and there haven't been. No, midwives are used to peaks and troughs, really, mm. and obstetric services are, and we just have to deal with it. And what, uh, what are the other spikes then, Catherine? Do you, are there any expectations? You often sit around and say, "Oh, there's going to be a spike there. That's going to be a busy period." Are there things that that generally happen that you that you think there will be these kind of spikes in the birth rate? Um, well, the, the, historically, people have suggested that there were increases in the birth rate in sept late September, early October, as a result of Christmas and New Year holidays. Mm. And, and also, again, in March, because of summer holidays or sort of March, April. But the, the summer holiday effect, I think, has faded as people don't uh, take holidays very rigidly all at the same time as they used to in the past when the factories used to have wakes weeks and things like that you yeah. know and works closed down and so on 
but yes, definitely September and October. Okay, it should only really be a busy two-week period because after England went out in the semi-final, no one's bothered about the third and fourth place final. <laughs> that's not, not going to help. And do couples have, have couples ever admitted it? I mean, I don't know if you know. Say, well, did you know that it's sort of nine months since England got the semi-final? Do you think they'd sort of say, or I suppose you can't really ask, can you? Well, you can't ask. Well, you might. <laughs> you might ask if you knew them really well, and you might. Um, jokingly make a remark I suppose if you felt comf- that the couple would be comfortable with it and if you knew that the uh, that the uh, any either either of the couple were a particular football fan maybe yeah <laughs> birth rate in Scotland might drop then <laughs> well, might, yes. might see it yeah, yeah it might be a bit quieter it, might, try, it might have a dampening effect yeah. on people's spirits <laughs> generally it, speaking done, yeah. definitely the, um, <laughs> has Call the Midwife been good for business I mean do, have more people come into midwifery off the back of, of that That's TV show there is definitely an influence on mm. people wanting to train as a midwife but rather sadly midwifery is very very different uh, in most places from uh, the way that it's portrayed in call the midwife yeah. however mm. on the upside we are trying to increase uh, the benefits of caseload midwifery through um, a document called better birth which means that women have better continuity of care and need will know their midwife better as of course the women of poplar did in the stories in call the midwife and we do know that knowing the midwife who cares for you or perhaps a couple of midwives who care for you a small group does improve the outcomes for the mother and the baby um even in thing in ways that you wouldn't expect so yes yes it has had an influence well when we look ahead to the uh the, they're all bit, and also i suppose you you expect the names there'll be a few harrys in there won't there there'll be some yeah, of the of jordans the names of the england players yeah. might feature if they're world cup babies that's true maybe yeah. i should take a look at the names of the players because i'm not really a football fan and see if there is yeah. any trend yeah, okay. Go and check a few rahims <laughs> kicking yeah, in there why not? that'd be interesting really. yeah. thank you it Catherine. would be yeah. yes it would thank you very much thank you pleasure Catherine Hales there from uh, the Radical Midwives, which I guess does sound like a band. We've gone down that <laughs> well, road yeah, already. My wife would be a, Call the Midwife. But it would be a shock if you became a midwife off the back of Call the Midwife <laughs> and then realised it wasn't 1957. <laughs> yeah, of course it's different. <laughs> yeah, it would be different. Oh, she was in floods of tears for the old last episode. I really? Wow, well, yeah. You don't tune it? I've not, I've, oh, it's I've, not for I've, me. I've got to be honest, I've never it's watched. Um, no. I don't think I'm the time. I've only, it always sounds like, have you ever heard Vanessa Ray's voice over it? Things were going very well at Nanata's house. Is she managing Burnley? She's a very deep voice. She sounds like Sean Dutch to me. Delivered two babies this week. That's my job, by the way. I think it'd be great, wouldn't it? Push. It'd be a great midwife, wouldn't he, Sean? Sean Dutch. I'm Sean, I'm your midwife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Push. Uh, Deep breaths. Be great, wouldn't it? That works for me. Yeah, it's a winner. Good. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. 
But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Andy Jacobs here on uh, Talk Sport. Uh, Andy, of course, we're in new studios. The first time Andy's been here, and he just went off to use the facilities. You get locked in there. No, I did my usual. I had a chat with Adrian and Goffey, congratulated him on the award for the cricket and everything. Yeah. So you've been wandering around the offices, have you? Yeah, well, you know, I like to socialise during the breaks. <laughs> Fantastic, yeah. Uh, so, uh, coming up in the final hour of the show, Anthony Agogo joins us. As you're just hearing there from Kate, unfortunately, he's had to retire from boxing, the former Olympic. Well, he's always, he's still the Olympic bronze medalist. I'll never take that away from him. And uh, uh, it's such a great shame that he's had to retire. He couldn't have done any more. Um, and uh, we'll be finding out why, if you've not been following his story, and what he plans to do next when he joins us in the studio. What's it like, when you're a seasoned commentator on football and athletics and boxing, like Jim Rosenthal, what's it like to do Cruft's commentary? Uh, did he do the whole thing? Was it just it was the absolutely obedience? Br- Honestly, the obedience, the obstacle course, it was more exciting than Chelsea versus Wolves. <laughs> it was a lot more exciting. It was great. And Jim did a brilliant job. He did what you should do, which is treat it like sport. He's treated it... You've got to treat it yeah, seriously. He treated it seriously, and it was really exciting. And, uh, I, yeah, I enjoyed, I enjoyed Crufts, actually. Nick's Brook, Nick's, Nick Brooks Ward was the master of ceremonies for Best in Show. Of course, must be the son of the famous Raymond, Raymond Brooks Ward. He's got to be, yeah. Yeah, he was an amazing be. bloke. I actually had a contact with Raymond Brooks Ward once. Did you? I did the horse... I was, I've was. i appeared at the Horse of the Year show. Really? How'd you get on? Full uh, thoughts, wasn't it? I was. Uh, in the puissance, <laughs> without a horse. <laughs> then what did you do? What did you I, do at the Horse of the Year show? We did the Great Queensway bed race. I was working for... A... <laughs> oh, the cornerstone of, uh, of that great event, really. When I think of that. Oh, yeah. What, what else do you think of? Yeah. Exactly. I was doing the... Um, the sort of uh, I was working for a PR company at the time. And God, they, you did some old took well, back oh, in the day. Britain's, Des- Britain's heaviest couple, or something <laughs> healthiest, healthiest. Britain's heaviest couple. Be much yeah. better show. It would be, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's an old PR took. Again, you? I did it. But basically, we ran it around the country, and then the final what, was a at, bed. Yeah, the final was at uh, Olympia. Yeah. And I bet Rupert was there that night. And you basically had to, uh, obviously, were a bed race. You know what a bed race is. You have to sort of, a bit like Fleet Air after the Royal Tournament or something like yeah. that. And uh, Raymond Brooks War was incredible because not only was he commentating on mm. sort of the, the, the everything that was going on, he also basically ran the whole event. He was a really remarkable man. So it was good to hear. And Nick had the old posh voice, you know. The old... Well, I didn't think he'd sound like he was on the bins. <laughs> no, he didn't. Really, no, the old man was, come but, on! But the coverage, I mean, the coverage. Coverage is, of Crufts. 
on Channel 4. Honestly, the Scottish Terrier, oh, it's come all the way from Russia. It must have been said 20 times. Yeah. In the end, you're screaming at the telly again. Yes, I know, it's come all the way from Russia. <laughs> Why is it? Have they even got a Scottish Terrier? Have they got a Russian Terrier in Scotland? Not I don't on, know. Not on its own, though. Obviously, it came with the owner. <laughs> it did. And then Papillon, who won it, he's come all the way from Belgium. Not that far, Belgium. There are people who've come from Britain who probably took them longer than getting from Belgium. It's not Addis Ababa, is it, or somewhere like that? <laughs> yeah, you are. I've not seen you. You're less worked up about Chelsea than you, than you are. There. I've got Maradona news. We're talking oh, about the baby oh, boom. Oh, I've got tell you about this. He's a one-man baby boom. Do you know about this? Oh, I know. Of course, it makes yeah. big news He's got there. to travel to Cuba later this year for uh, many paternity tests. Uh, apparently, he's the father of three kids. Do you see the tweet Cuba? from his daughter? No, I didn't know. She said, to him, she said to him publicly on social media, she said to him, "Only three, because you've got eight children now." Yeah. So she said to him, "Only three more, you'll have a whole team." Yeah. Well, she did. Is that what she said? She, she trolled him. It was um, brilliant. That ship may have sailed. Yeah, eight uh, children from six different women. Uh, Diego, he's fifty-eight mm. now, and um, he was a mate of Fidel Castro, wasn't he? He's a ca Castro's face tattooed on his left leg. And he spent a lot of time <laughs> in the no country, idea, yeah. and obviously there were some big matches on at the time, which he, uh, which made him amorous. And uh, yeah, he's paternity well, test. He probably Three never, never wants for over. cigars. Let's be honest. No, no <laughs> that's that's very. You were mentioning Alan Fletcher there early before the break. Or I was anyway about being in the Sturmey Archers, and uh, Alan, of course, plays Doctor Carl in Neighbours. And Neighbours has been going through a particularly uh, overwrought uh, storyline. One of oh, the yeah. much loved characters has died. Very, you know, very sad and they handle it very well and it was very good acting but I always have this sort of cynical attitude it's not like me is it? I have this cynical attitude where I just see the actor's agent <laughs> in tears on the side because let's face it if you've been in this show like as long as some of these people have you're not, you're not going anywhere else are you once you leave <laughs> that's it really that's why you're not their agent, I'm guessing. <laughs> it's very difficult, really. You're done. You can say to them, well, what's next for me then? Oh, no, I'm afraid you're done. You've been in the soap that long. Was this a very long-term character then? Yeah, Sonia, Toadie's wife. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm vaguely. No I read about it. Off it. She wasn't happy about it. She found out about it and she, <laughs> she got the script, the old story. No, no, she oh, didn't know so she saw no. the script when they got pushed, un pushed under a bus. Or <laughs> no, what she was died it? of a, a terminal illness. Oh, Very dear. sad. but uh, And handled be beautifully, actually. Yeah. But, you know, you do. The think... producer shouting, spoiler. I'm working on the basis <laughs> that people who watch uh, Neighbours won't be watching the box set. <laughs> they won't go back to the beginning and watch the box set. They're already through. You know what happens in soap operas? when somebody does it's not like real life when somebody does in real life you, you miss them forever don't you man? especially in the first year but you miss them forever but it's so it's just like, <laughs> especially in the first year boom, boom, then you kind of tend to forget about no them. no you know what I mean but yeah. in two, within the soap they've got to move on haven't they well after two weeks <laughs> Sonia who yeah. doesn't even exist that's true but there you go that's the that's the way it is and uh, when I was there I because uh, I remember you when you went to a famous steak restaurant in New York I did said, yeah blimey that was expensive <laughs> oh, it was, yes yeah. you sent me a beautiful photo because you know I like photos of food not everybody does but you know i do so you yeah. sent me uh, a, a photo of your steak yeah yeah and uh it was brilliant then i sent you one of the steak i had but then i've got another one here i went in this restaurant i love photos of steak me alan <laughs> yeah. what a photo. You got here? and i talk about over ordering the waiter tried to warn me and i do speak spanish to an extent wow uh, but I, th I insisted that no i'm used to having the big portion i got four on one board four that was huge. that was me that was all for me four huge fat fit steaks <laughs> I ate two of them, I'm ashamed wow, to say. Well.
That's impressive. Well, not really. Extremely bad for me. But uh, um, there you go. Uh, yeah. Um, Gareth Southgate was in last week. You missed mm. him. He sent he sent his regards to him. <laughs> I'm sure he did. No, he did. did he? he said, where's Andy? I said, uh, I said he's in Argentina. Yeah. And they uh, said he's uh, getting stuck in uh, to the Malbec, is he? I said, oh, yeah, big time. Yeah, so, no, big he did time. ask after. He did, yeah. Andy. That's very really nice. When before before you changed your tune, when I was sitting here saying, when he comes back as Sir Gareth after we've won the World Cup, you're not coming to the party. That's very true. When you I were did a, change when my you tune, were thank a goodness. Yeah, you did change I, I became less of a doubter. Long before the World Cup, I was pleased with the way it was going. But he's been he's been travelling around looking at some players play, um, mm. and um, Lewis Dunk was one of them, of course, at mm. uh, at Brighton. And uh, his nickname, which I discover from uh, Chris Hutton talking at the weekend, is Dunky. That's not very good, is it? a great nickname, that. People of a certain age Surely are thinking... Biscuit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Rich T, I Dunky, not a great nickname. <laughs> I, I'd be looking to it change it. Dunko. Uh, yeah, I'd be, that sounds like a clown. <laughs> um, Did you see an artist yeah. has painted the Taj Mahal and the Great Wall of China on a grain of rice? That's impressive. Yeah. What's the point? <laughs> can, you, can you come to Cheltenham? Yeah. That'd be fantastic. Well, my, I can't paint anything on a... Granny Rice, but I have got quite into the old uh, doodles. Yeah, I've noticed that. And yeah. uh, I sh I'm planning to do a sketch of the day from Cheltenham. Okay. So I don't know how it's going to turn out, but uh, I'll give it a go. I've got, That's great radio. I've got a new set of colours. No, we'll put it on social yeah, media. Yeah, Andy has now, well, he's wandered around. <laughs> he's, since he entered a couple of uh, bits and pieces for the Royal Academy <laughs> yeah, exhibition, right, yeah. you've been wandering around with lots and lots of coloured pencils. I bought a whole set of coloured pencil pens, rather, yeah. And one of the cornerstones of your work, I've noticed, is taking inanimate objects and turning them into animated figures, such mm. as you've got some uh, empanadas with legs. <laughs> I have. These are kind of South American Cornish pasties, folks, if you've never had <laughs> One before, and he's got crimped Cornish pasties slash empanadas mm. with legs, old family of them. <laughs> it's quite it's good. the workings of a sick mind, isn't it? <laughs> I'd say they are, what it do is they really... call it? Eddie the empanada. <laughs> yeah, what have you called them? To do the voices. What a great as hero well. he was, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> They've just made a film about him. <laughs> oh, hello, Eddie. Yeah, it was fantastic, wasn't it? Yeah. Expecting so, to win world's best empanada. We'll try and get some of uh, Andy's crackpot uh, doodlings uh, uh, up online for yeah, you. Why not? We've got a he world... approached one of the oh, management yeah. here about the idea of doing a book of yeah. them, but got short shrift. <laughs> Basically. I did. Well, anyway, I think yeah. uh, over uh, tonight, uh, over the next four days, um, we uh, I think we complete the set of medium range hotels in the Cheltenham area. <laughs> we um, are. It's, a, it's a, this trip we take is a sum expense spent trip, <laughs> yeah. isn't it, to uh, Cheltenham? <laughs> and uh, we check out all the mid range <laughs> yes. uh, hotels. I'm, I'm not very optimistic about this one. Yeah. But, uh, uh, Alan's not with us, is he? Uh, Alan, he, go, no, he Alan goes, goes to Broadway. He goes a lovely. He goes part slightly of the world. further afield and. Yeah. Uh, and, and he stays use, in a lovely place. Uses, uh, that, and he'll be back tomorrow morning. Six, a lot of them are staying where we stayed last year. It was a very nice hotel. Yeah, so I'm, that... sure, I'm sure we'll love where we are tonight. It'll be fantastic. <laughs> as long as you get your big cooked breakfast, Andy, <laughs> yeah, you won't be about. complaining. No problem at all. Yeah. Anything else? Yeah, well, just talking about my uh, my doodles. I uh, my wife's been going on. She really loves them. Uh, I think she overrates them really. Yeah. But, so she said, "Let's take a few and we'll get them uh, framed and we'll we'll put them up." And uh, somebody saw them and said to me, "Oh, these are very nice. Are this, were these done by your grandchildren?" <laughs> They're from the naive school. <laughs> they are from the naive. She's school. got uh, now. Look, yeah. I wouldn't ever pretend to know you as well as Sue. Yeah. 
but your wife has got a, a massively... I mean, tell me that's why you've been married for so long. Yeah. But she thinks you're great. <laughs> she does. She really <laughs> thinks you're great. I, I mean... She said to me... So she'll look at a bloke like David Gandy, the male model. She'll say, oh, he's not very good-looking. I said, but you think I'm good-looking. You've got no taste whatsoever. <laughs> but it, she yeah. can see no shortcomings. Not and, really. I mean, no. I've worked with you for t- 20 years, <laughs> and it's all shortcomings. It's all shortcomings. It's just, there's no... Uh, just all shortcomings. I know. It's incredible, isn't it? Anyway. Love is blind. Indeed. Indeed. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm waiting for Andy's Cheltenham tip, so I won't. I'll know not what to back. Oh, so it's a Chris, bit harsh. Actually. Andy's I not normally too bad. do all right. I'm Rupert, Rupert Bell. Yeah, Rupert Bell is the one you want to avoid. Way, but you know, you didn't pick the five thirty winner of the five thirty Hippodromo de Palermo. No, you didn't, Chris. Did you? <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Andy Jacobs here on TalkSport. Uh, Anthony Gogo has been uh, popping up with Jim White uh, uh, over the last few months, and if you've been following his story, he's gone for a series of operations on his eye in an attempt to get back into the ring and uh, continue with the sport he loves, a sport that won him an Olympic bronze, of course. Uh, but unfortunately, that's not to be. He, he, uh, very sad to see his tweets this morning uh, that uh, he can't come back from this one and he's retiring from boxing. Very pleased to say that, Andy joins us in the studio. Well, look, good to see you, but terrible in these circumstances because, you know, last time we met off-air, we spoke and, you know, you couldn't have done any more. You worked really hard to get back. Yeah. No, yeah, no, cheers, guys. Great to see you guys. Thanks for having me on to tell my story. But, um, yeah, I mean, as I said in my press release today, I've had I've had seven operations in the last two and a half years of every penny I've ever earned from the boxing ring um, I've put into my eyes. I've, I've spent a hundred grand on my eyes Um in the last last couple of years, I've only ever I've only ever earned seventy in in five years. I've I've earned my money stacking shelves, as you know, and I've never done boxing for the money. It's, I, I come from very humble beginnings. Um, I've only ever boxed because I wanted to become world champion. That's the only driving force for me is becoming world champion, being an inspiration for boys and girls around the country. Come from humble beginnings like myself, a single parent, five children. Um, I come from a very small town. People don't tend to do great things, you know. And um, I wanted to be almost you know, the the people's champion, and and to be super successful, to enable any boy or girl from any walk of life. If if I can do it with all the adversity and strife and injuries that I've had to encounter, anybody can do it, you know. Mm. So, I mean, that's always the message I've always kind of kind of give, you know, and, and never give up attitude. I've I've never given into anything, but it's time I've got to admit that. I'm not giving up, but I guess my body for the final time has, has given up on me and, and my dream. And it's time to say enough is enough and and walk away from the from the one thing I've only ever wanted to do for my entire life. I mean, it, it is your eyes. I mean, every part, every body part is precious, of course, but it is your eyes. And you know, you've got to look mm. to the future. And, and any you don't want any damage to your sight long term, do you? Exactly. I mean, yeah. I mean, they've already they're already damaged long term. That's something I've, I've come to terms with. That I've had seven operations to get me back in the boxing ring and, and, and I, I can't but I, if I it's like, I'm not even quitting like I wouldn't even get a license I wouldn't yeah. even get a license um, to box again so and I tried a bit of sparring three weeks ago because I was after my when we spoke last time it was just after just before my last surgery yeah. in, in Boston and um, I I gave it a 12 to 14 weeks recovery to, to for, the, for the muscles to heal on the eye and then I tried a bit of sparring um, last month and I got hit with a shot 
that I didn't see coming. And that was mm-hmm. always the worry. My left eye doesn't move properly anymore because mm-hmm. the damage sustained in my last fight and all the surgeries subsequently. I got punched with a hand, with, with, with a right hand that I didn't see coming. And and the frustr and, and the upsetting thing was, I mean, I knew it was coming. We we did a four round spar. Round one was just left hands, round two was the same, round three was left hand and right hands. I knew a right hand was coming. I knew it. And it still hit me. I didn't see it coming. And if I can get hit with right hands by no, a, a good young lad in the gym, then and I didn't see coming. Then what are the world elite middleweights going to do to yeah, me? It's not course, even yeah. worth thinking about. So. We we speak to you in the break there, and we we hear from you. It's very raw. It's very new. This is you know. It's it's you you accept that it's going to take you a bit of time to readjust to losing this thing that you love so much. Yeah, no, for eighteen. I mean, there's a lot. I try not. To, I'm not being arrogant at all, but. Um, there's loads of things I can't do in life. If anybody saw me on Strictly Come Dancing a couple of years ago, you'd agree I can't <laughs> dance. But um, there's, I, I could always do sport growing up as a kid. I was always good at sport, and I was quite clever at school. And like, I could have, I could have pursued pretty much any sport I tried or my or my education. You were a good footballer, weren't you? I was, yeah, I, was, I dabbled. I was, I was right, and I was, <laughs> I was yeah, I'm not, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and pat me pat myself on the back because today's not about that, but. Um, yeah, I was good at sport and I could have pursued something else, but I chose boxing at 12 years old. And for the last 18 years of my life, I've sacrificed everything. Like, I'd love to sit here and I've, I alluded to it with Jim before when I've been in the in with him. But, like, there's a lot of things that I'm, I'm legally not allowed to talk about. Things happened before the fight, during and after that I'm, just, I'm, not, I'm not allowed to say, which is frustrating because I want to kind of bear all the cards and people to see exactly what I've been going through. Is this some, something you're going to pursue? Well, without going into it, is yeah. something you're going to pursue now? Yeah, well, yeah, legal. So it's been going on for the last 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 year or so and right. will carry on going on and I cannot jeopardise no, it course. by talking about it sure. anymore. But it's been very frustrating and, and you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, even plucking that thread's frustrating because, I, like, I want to tell the world what I've been going through and, and some of the bad things happened to me the last last couple of years but I'm not allowed so I've just you know I've got a I've got a man up I've got a like for the time being I've got to try to force a smile on my face because I've spent enough time being down upset and bitter my this whole thing for me I'm not going to be bitter anymore I want to be better I want this whole thing for me this whole I journey that I've been through um, and, the, and the adversity I've faced I want to I want this to be the making of me rather than the breaking of me. Like sure. I want to look back one day and go, do you know what? That was such a rubbish time in my life, but it enabled me to do this or to do that and do that. So that's that's kind of where I'm at at the minute. It, it strikes me that this will make a book one day and that will really be cathartic. It will really help yeah. you to come to terms with it, getting it all down. And, yeah. and Probably not think. yet. I mean, you were no, saying... No, not we, yet. No, exactly. Cool, we, were, we were sort of saying off air, weren't we, that you know we were talking about some of the things you might do. I mean, you've been great doing the media stuff. Um, and we talk about training, but you kind of saying you kind of feel you need to step away from boxing. It's all just a bit too painful at the it, moment. It is yeah, exactly. It's too painful because I'm watching. I mean, I'm, I'm watching guys go out there and live my dream. Mm. Like guys who've like, and again, I'm I'm not an arrogant person, but and this is this is the business talking. But like, I've seen guys go out and become world champion in the last couple of years, and and I'm better than those guys. Like at the very least, mm. I'm as good as them. You know. Yeah. And, I've seen guys who I've beaten hands down in the amateurs go on and fight for world titles and become world champion. It's like, 
that hurts me. And I sure. don't, I, I, I can't. What I, what I refuse to do, and I will not do this. I'm not going to be that bit of geezer in the pub in the booze of twenty years time, going, ah, oh, could have been me, could have been me, I could have been a champ. I'm, I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm using this to make me a better person, a, a more humble, stronger person. And I've learned a lot about just life in the last couple of years, and I want to help as many people as I possibly can overcome their challenges. And I spoke to Jim before, actually, when I was in here, and I said, he said to me, why? Why are you carry on doing this when, when, when it's your eyes? Why? And I said, one of the reasons I mentioned earlier, I wanted to become, like, the people's champion, champion of the people. I got, when I was in Boston last, last November, I got a lot of guys inspired by my story. They were saying that, like, a couple of guys had cancer, and they said, watching me go through my struggles and the vulnerability I've shown, and I'm still pushing on, like, that's given them renewed, like, lease of life to overcome their disease. And, like, I'm, I inspire them. And as that, that, that blew me away because, if anything, that, those guys inspire me. Yet, they're in, like, I've got the platform to help people. And I've got, like, innate qualities, like my determination and my perseverance to help people overcome their own challenges. And that's what I want. I want to help people and instill a belief in people that they can do whatever they want to do in life and they can overcome certain obstacles. And... All we can do in life is 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 play the cards we've been dealt, and that's what I've done time and time again. Unfortunately, I can't box again. Um, but this this hunger and desire that I've I've got, I want to. I now need to channel into something totally else, and 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 become world champ at that, wherever that may be. That that mm. might be just being a, a a damn good husband to my wife and a, and a good father to my kids. I'll have one day, hopefully, or it might be I might changed pick another sport and, and become a two sport Olympian or my you know I, I like wrestling I might, I might become a the professional wrestler no, I, I don't know <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do I might yeah. just kind of switch it totally and maybe maybe become a politician I mean I, I do not know but um, I just know that I've got a lot of unfulfilled dreams left in my body and I don't want to die an unfulfilled man I want to channel all this energy that I've got into something else and and become a world champ at something well it sounds like yeah. your attitude is spot yeah, on and um, when you've had that break and uh, you know you, you've kind of thought about what you're always very welcome here you know that with us or Jim or anybody else on the station thanks, and uh, we do wish you well for the future and we thank you coming uh, in today Anthony thank thanks, you thanks thanks everybody Thank you. Anthony Gogo Sally had to uh, announce his retirement from boxing today. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. Uh, slightly different shows for the rest of the week because we're live at the Cheltenham Festival and uh, we'll be bringing lots of top guests, live racing with Rupert Bell commentating. All the colour, colour, colour of Looking the festival. Forward to it. Yeah, you are, aren't you? Love it. We're heading off now. So uh, until then, thanks for downloading us and join us tomorrow live at Cheltenham. Hey, good morning, seven minutes after nine o'clock. If you're coming to Cheltenham, I'm so sorry, turn back. If you've taken a day off, I'm so sorry. Mamby Pamby, please. Mamby Pamby, please. Health and safety, a bit of a breeze about. They say it's unsafe to race. Unbelievable. The jockeys, the horses, the fences, no problem there. It's the tented village. Don't get me wrong, 20,000 people come here on a daily basis for the World Cup of Racing, and they're all of a sudden amazing. It's been decided, it's unsafe, debris could be flying about. John Ketley, our expert weatherman, told us the weather should improve throughout the day. Not for the police, I'm sorry. If you're coming to Cheltenham, turn round, you heard it here on Talksport. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.